0: Hello everybody, welcome back to your favorite NBA podcast, the Hard in the Paint podcast, the podcast where we ask, of course, the hardest questions about the NBA. I'm your host, Matt, again joined by Michael, and on this fantastic February 9th, Saturday, a lot went down in the past week of the NBA, and I'm just so amazed, honestly, I mean, from all-star things, to trades, to couple injuries, it's just been a quite the week. Like it's, I've forgotten all about the Super Bowl already. But before we get into that, we would like to give a special shout out to our sponsor of this episode of Heart in the Pain Podcast. Uh, that is Sports Clips. Sports Clips is your neighborhood destination for quality haircuts at an affordable price. And all with an MVP level of treatment. Go into your uh, nearest sports clips today and receive $2 off any haircut with our promo code, and you too can be feeling like Giannis when you walk out. And with that, let's just hop right into, I think, the funniest part of this week, and that was the televised all-star draft between LeBron James and Giannis. It was... Pretty interesting. Uh, it was pre recorded. so It wasn't live, but kind of live reveal, I guess. It was the inside the NBA crew on a Skype call with both of those guys simultaneously. And uh, basically, how it broke down is um, LeBron got to pick first out of the starters. Once they ran through all the starters, then Giannis got to pick first from the reserves. And then they ran through all that. And then they got this bonus round of like sort of the retiree spots and LeBron got to pick first there. And so let's just run through the picks real fast. Uh, Michael, why don't you hit us off here?
1: Do you want me to be like LeBron newbie Giannis?
0: Yeah, sure. All right. First pick Katie. All right. Giannis paying the favor back took Steph. I'll take Kyrie. I can't do a good Giannis impression. Like, I can't do that, like, bad John English. <laughs> yeah, so he took Joel Embiid, number four.
1: Uh, I'll take the claw.
0: Yeah, LeBron takes takes Kawhi, and then uh, Paul George, you know, number six, uh, balling out of the season, so Giannis, take him.
1: Uh, and Kemba has to go last, so I'll take Harden.
0: Yeah, and that's the rule. Kemba has to go last. <laughs> <laughs> So already, already, we, we got a pretty interesting... Uh... Any surprises?
1: On just those kind of the, the starters?
0: I think out of the starters, there was already the drama of LeBron picking free agents he wants to play with, which is kind of <laughs> funny.
1: I, I was kind of hoping that LeBron and Giannis would make a deal where Katie and Steph get picked last, just so it's not obviously... Kemba, but I guess that backfired.
0: Yeah, and then they dropped, you know, um, they asked LeBron if he picked KD first last year, and he said he did, so, I mean, (laughs) we know who got picked first.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right, second round, you get to go first.
0: Got to take my friendly neighborhood Buck teammates, so I'll take Chris Middleton first in the reserves. I'll be taking my
1: future teammate, Anthony Davis.
0: Is this tampering at this point?
1: There's no tampering on
0: All-Star Weekend, right? (laughs) And then I got to go with the uh, worldwide theme, so I'm taking Jokic next.
1: Uh, I'm going to add a splash, brother.
0: A potential Laker? Uh, Okay. And then, uh, you know, I got to go with uh, your guy, Ben Simmons, you know?
1: Uh, I guess I'll take a future uh, backcourt game.
0: Yeah, and yeah, you know, Blake Griffin. Yeah, you know, he's been balling out this year. I'll take him too. Uh,
1: let me just complete the trifecta of KD, Harden, and Get
0: Westbrook. Uh, and then we got to give a, a little shout out to uh, D'Angelo Russell here. I, I, whoa, picking him this early, I'm surprised at myself.
1: Uh, let's reunite the Portland uh, here. I'll take LMA.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. And then uh, the only non-American left is Vucevic, so I'll take him.
1: Uh, I guess I'll take Cat.
0: And I'm stuck with Lowry because Beal has to be last.
1: Yeah, well, kind of surprised here, I think, on the back half of the second, I guess, second round. I don't know, the reserves. Kind of surprised that Beal went last.
0: Hey, everyone I picked is, like, 6'8 and taller.
1: Your okay. team makes no sense, though. <laughs> Except for Lowry. All right. All right, LeBron, are you gonna take? <laughs> Well, I'm clearly going to go with the guy that actually sticks with the team instead of just, you know, being a bit of a journeyman. And, you know, on his last year, he decided to keep a pretty low profile as opposed to trying to, you know, artificially generate some kind of retirement. I'm going to go with Dwayne Wade.
0: Okay, well that means I'm stuck with more Euro basketball. I would take Dirk. Hey, how about a trade? Is that is that legal? Can we do this, Commissioner?
1: <laughs> you know that was fantastic that nobody actually understood what like the rules of the draft were. So LeBron is like, I'll just do whatever I want.
0: I was like, oh, I would have been so great to have like westbrook harden and durant back on the court together and then he like uh, so then you propose yep. me that you want to trade westbrook for ben
1: simmons, simmons and...
0: because i am want to see westbrook and him beat together <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah sure man. i'm stupid
0: so i'll take that deal <laughs> i think that was a who bad trade
1: think... all right who do you think won won the draft lebron or Giannis? Like first glance, I'm tempted to say LeBron.
0: Yeah, but what are we talking? Like, when isn't gonna win the game, or like, when isn't like who's gonna win MVP? You know,
1: uh, I don't know. Just like first impression, who do you think's gonna win, based on you know on paper? I like this LeBron team a little bit more than I like this Giannis
0: team. Yeah, me too. I think I think I'm gonna agree with you. I think. Having Anthony Davis is really nice as a reserve, and then I don't think Kemba and Kyle Lowry are gonna ever play.
1: Do you think it's weird that it ended up being kind of like a Team USA versus like a Team World type situation outside of Ben Simmons? And obviously, there's more Americans, so I mean, but it kind of had this Team USA versus Team World kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. So I when I saw the whoops. Drop my mic, sorry about that, folks. Uh okay. So when I saw the lists come out, I was like, oh, it would be super cool if it was just like Giannis picked all the world players and LeBron picked all the American players. Like kind of interesting, but I think he still like America still has the edge in that game.
1: Yeah. I mean I was kinda I was kinda hoping Giannis would somehow just Draft extremely tall. I mean, it probably wouldn't have worked out. because LeBron got the first pick, but if he could have had like a, a starting five of at the point Ben Simmons, at shooting guard Kevin Durant, small forward Anthony Davis, power forward Giannis, center and center Embiid, that'd be fantastic. That was like my dream lineup.
0: I think it's really cool, and yeah, this is something that, of course, we pioneered here on Hard in the Paint. The retiree spot. I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they won't play that many minutes, but uh, it's really cool to see that for those guys, and it makes you think like... Yeah, Vince is like 40-something. Mello's, you know, on his way out. (laughs) Mello's probably going to retire soon. Um, Like, okay, maybe... It's almost like they
1: created a future LeBron spot. It's like oh if LeBron ever gets injured, like like a major injury, it's like, oh, we got this like extra spot for
0: LeBron. Yeah, that's true. I mean you think like in the past when you know when MJ came back for those two years, he took people's spot when he was a wizard, you know. So they've kind of dodged that bullet when LeBron plays with his kid, you know. Any snubs that came to mind? I think the biggest snub is, like, I'm kind of not surprised there isn't a jazz player because their record's not that great this year, even though they were really good last year. But they've just been kind of uninteresting this year, I guess. Really haven't had, like, the uh, social media vibe or, you know, the Rookie of the Year talk's not there for Donovan anymore, so the hype's kind of dead. But I'm really surprised that Luca didn't, even make a reserve spot for how many fan votes he got.
1: If you had gone with a jazz player, who would you have gone with? Gobert or Mitchell?
0: I think I would have picked Gobert. So like Gobert has like uh, some of the highest uh, plus minus stats in the league, which is kind of crazy for a defense only player.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I guess D'Angelo Russell would have been a snub if Oladipo hadn't been injured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Luca. I'm a little surprised, but then again the West is pretty deep. Who would you have taken off to put on Luca?
0: That's a tough one. It really is. Like Cat? Yeah, I'd say say either Cat or I guess my my other two choices might be like Westbrook or Clay Thompson just because Westbrook really hasn't had that great of a year. I mean, sure, he's averaging a triple-double, but it's not like... It, the shooting efficiency isn't there. Paul George is carrying that team, you know? Someone deserves an a all-star spot on that team. It's Paul George this year.
1: Do you think there's just kind of like an underappreciation for the Clippers, Spurs, Nuggets, and Jazz?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Too much team ball, you know. There isn't enough like obvious impact by one player. And maybe you know, Lamarcus got in, which is nice. Over DeRozan. DeRozan has not been having a great year. When you look at the end of it, like that that tear they went on in December was mostly Lamarcus Aldridge just kicking butt. So, what
1: if Tobias Harris had gotten in? Especially now, in the context of he's at Philly, and it had been Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris that had gotten in. I'd be so how do you think that would have, like? How do you think that would have uh, went over with uh, Jimmy
0: Butler? Because you would have. Uh, that's such a weird technicality. Like, okay, we do the fan voting. Then after the votes come in, you get traded to the other conference. Mm. Like, oh, we need some rules for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's going to happen again, but it could, I guess. And then, um, you remember when all the fan votes came out, like D Rose was like number two guard and he just totally fell off.
1: I don't yeah, think he's but...
0: been playing well recently either, which doesn't help. But...
1: I mean, I guess the problem is if you go to Minnesota and you have to get one player, you're going to take Kat over Derek Rose.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What about, uh, the young guys, Drew Holiday, Darren Fox? No, no love for the Kings.
0: I think it's just too young. I mean, Aaron Fox has been really good this year, and they're like in the eighth seed. I think the problem is is they're, they're kind of running into a little bit of the same effect that the nuggets and the clippers and the spurs run into, where it's like, all right, Darren Fox is solid, but he's not good enough to like carry a team on his own, and like Buddy Heald is good, maybe most improved player, but not good enough to be a team on his own. Whereas all these guys are build around pieces, really. Except for the last picks.
1: Was well, this a masterclass tampering by LeBron?
0: Yes, absolutely. So, well, that, how
1: good is this tampering?
0: <laughs> Dude, if it was any other player, they wouldn't have gotten away with that. Like, I'm okay, let's, a, let's um... look at how many potential players in his roster <laughs> could he mash up with over the summer? All right, 80. 1, Kyrie, 2, Kawhi. 3
1: That's 3 in his starting lineup Like outside of Harden That's 3 guys and Then you go Anthony Davis 4, Clay, 5,
0: Damian 6, Bradley Beal 7, Dwayne
1: Wade 8 I don't know Dwayne Wade's not going to LA
0: I'll give you 7 7.5 half. That's half his team His, his <laughs> A trial for the LeBron Sweepstakes like the Roblin pre-agency, like this is a mastermind move.
1: Is this like a how win is this for the NBA and the TNT crew and this, the Super Bowl just happened less than a week ago? And the NBA before with the the Kristaps trade, and then with just kind of the trade deadline, and then you stack it with All Star Draft. They've completely kicked the NFL's ass
0: this week, right? Yeah, I think this might need to be a new segment. That <laughs> the Super Bowl was potentially the worst Super Bowl in like the last two decades.
1: Like, I'd rather have had Victor Oladipo, like do like do a halftime at the All Star game. That'd be nice instead of like a Moon Five. You you know you like completely throw it in the NFL space and you have Oladipo himself off his album.
0: Just have the dunk contest as the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty hype. No, but it's So the All Star um,
1: Games in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh Steph making a homecoming.
0: And Kemba. you think and-
1: Yeah, but I mean, we expect Kemba to make a homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> so Steph, Kemba. And are those kind of the two frontrunners for the MVP? All star game, MVP
0: absolutely not my if i had to take bets like if you had to pick three people out of this entire 24 characters i'm gonna bet on Giannis. i'll bet on anthony davis i'm gonna bet on like james harden those are my big three I'd, i'd probably bet on
1: i mean you're basically just describing the mvp race
0: you think Duh. it's just gonna be that reflective? <laughs> well, okay, so Giannis has said on record that he's gonna play thirty five minutes. His his team <laughs> coach is the coach of his team, so that helps out a lot. Uh, and he's yeah, a pass first conf- guy.
1: But his his all star team is completely different than his actual like Milwaukee team.
0: Like Kenny Davis won it what two years ago? Paul George won it. Years, Three eight. years ago,
1: yeah.
0: Westbrook's already won it. It's Harden's time to catch up to Westbrook.
1: I don't know. I Kemba would be my f- favorite to win the MVP. It's in Charlotte. Like, come on, these guys have gotta let Kemba. I don't know. Shoot a shit on. Yeah, but like a lot the of past minutes.
0: six winners have it's just been be hard... whoever makes the most shots. You know.
1: Yeah, but Kemba's gonna make a lot of shots. Like. There's no defense, and he's definitely like a guy that can shoot threes. And you like, think they're going to feed him off.
0: because he's a hometown yeah. hero. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that I think people want like a like a feel good Charlotte kind of narrative, and I think MJ is going to pull some strings here.
0: MJ so comes out on the court. court.
1: I think he's going to be like, "Yo, yeah, I'll, I'll give you like, I don't know, more shoes, more money,
0: thirty million, more dollars. Nike
1: money." <laughs> yeah, just. MJ's got to do something in Charlotte, right?
0: Yeah, and remember, let's uh, let's just rewind the tape here, like three or four years ago, when it was supposed to be in Charlotte, but it was uh, the bathroom bill mm. and the NBA's boycott of that that prevented it in 2016. Was it? I think so. That's some interesting context to the situation. I wonder if th- I don't think they'll mention that at all on TV. But <laughs> the more you know, folks.
1: What are you gonna do if uh Vucevic wins the MVP?
0: I think he'll play like ten minutes.
1: Oh, I don't even know if it's gonna be that. I think it's gonna be like
0: six to eight. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's got a lot of people he's got in his spot and he's really what, if, what if somehow
1: Dirk wins it? Wouldn't that be crazy? Dirk winning the MVP?
0: I don't even know what to say.
1: <laughs> I don't know. There could be some records set here, right? With the amount of threes could be broken. You um, know, Harden might legitimately try to keep a streak alive through the all-star game.
0: Well, I think the important part is, is you know, starting last year, they've been doing playing for charity where the winning team gets like double the amount of the losing team for their charity organization of choice. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of incentive there to do it for the kids type of thing. Um, I think I'll keep... If last year is any indicator, it'll be reasonably competitive near the end. Like, the fourth quarter will be good. The first three will just be, like, whatever. But, you know, I... I, Well,
1: I mean, let's let's put it in context. I mean, the most memorable moments from the past, like, few All-Star games have been, like... Shaq shooting a three, Giannis dunking over Steph multiple times. Like, it's been stuff like that, right? It hasn't been like – like, last year, Team LeBron beat Team Steph, but I don't think anybody really cared. It's LeBron and KD double team Steph on the last play.
0: <laughs> I think um...
1: – Like, it's more about the in-game theatrics, right? Yeah, I mean,
0: you're right. It's more like a like if someone gets crossed over, like in the All Star game, and they break their ankles. Like you need a, um, you know, a social media highlight.
1: Yeah, you need some NBA Twitter's Twitter uh, material. You need Embiid to like just stuff it on Russ,
0: right? <laughs> on the same team, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the other things I'd like to say is, you know, two years ago, the combined score was over 300. Uh, last year it was like 250 or something. Obviously a lot better. What um, is your or combined score over under bet right now for this all-star game? I'm going to go with two,
1: 276. I feel like there's going to be a lot of threes.
0: It's over? Over 276?
1: Like, does Ben Simmons take a three?
0: Yes, Absolutely.
1: Like, and if he makes that, like, that's significant. Like, they're just going to, like, everybody's going to shoot threes. Like, if Ben Simmons makes a three, everybody out there should attempt at least one three.
0: Giannis is going to do, like, a hardened impression. Like, somebody's going to do a double step back. Oh, I
1: hope so. I <laughs>
0: hope it's like Jokic. <yokage. laughs> uh, so, so, I think the combined score will be more like, I was going to say 275. So, you said 276. So, I'll say, like, 290. I'm gonna say it's gonna be really close oh, to wow, 300. Really yeah. No, I don't know. Though. I feel like
1: I feel like Paul George is going to be pulling a lot of defense out here, and Kawhi. We got some, we got some two-way guys here. How sad is it that DeRozan didn't make it so he could play with Kyle Lowry?
0: It really makes you think, like. I think when when that trade happened, we were like, oh, this is good for DeRozan. Like, this team's going to be so good, he's going to be in a better situation. <laughs> and now it's just like, no, he's like third fiddle on that team to Rudy Gay. It's like, "Jeez,"
1: And he's like stuck there. Yeah. Unlike you know, all these other free agent guys, right? Like half a team LeBron. He can't just like leave in the next year.
0: Yeah, that's really sad. I kind of and feel like what if,
1: what if the Raptors end up flipping Kyle Lowry to like sneak in an Anthony Davis trade?
0: All right. Well, riddle me this: Will there be an in-game trade like Harrison Barnes was this week in the All-Star game?
1: See, I kind of hope so. I kind of hope that at some point they do like an in-game trade. You know, it's like, oh man, like I don't know. Uh, Blake Griffin is just going off, and LeBron's like, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should trade for him. Dump, dump, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, pick up Blake Griffin.
0: I think a notable exception to this all-star roster That I don't think anybody's talking about And rightfully so Because he's been injured most of the year But he's been there, you know, the last 12 years Chris Paul, he's not there
1: Well, I mean, he's just missed too many games To be considered, like Yeah, I know An all-star this
0: year I just think he's it's also funny an that, uh, you know That hasn't really been mentioned at all
1: I mean, he's been the guy behind the scenes. That was, uh, he's the uh, Players Association president. So he's basically the guy that instituted all these changes to the All-Star weekend. Like, specifically, like, this whole draft idea, I think, is Chris Balls.
0: Well, let's, um, let's pivot over to... I believe this is Friday night. Is the Rising Stars game? Um, uh Yeah, the young guys? Yeah, so it should be Rising Stars and the Skills Challenge, I think, Friday night. So... Uh, the way they've been doing Rising Stars is it's basically freshman and sophomore players uh, they split it up into USA versus World which almost is how the All-Star games split up now but the USA roster right now is Jared Allen uh, Bagley III Lonzo, John Collins Darren Fox, Jaron Jackson Jr. Kyle Kuzma Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum then the world roster is Og Newby, uh DeAndre Ayton, Bogdanovich, Doncic, uh, SGA. Uh, I don't know who Kurks is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never. I don't even know what team he's on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Laurie Martin, uh, Akogi Osman, and Simmons. So, seems like uh, on the world side, you've got some really spiky levels of talent. And on the USA side, it's like everybody's pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, the world side, it seems like they've really got to dig into the whole team mentality because they don't really have a go-to score. Like Team USA, you got, uh, you got Kuzma who can you know, kind of have those games, Mitchell and Jason Tatum who can all be like ISO guys like and win you the game. And then Fox and Monzo can split time on distributing the ball. But on Team World side, it's, it's like Luca and Bensons are kind of fighting each other for that point spot. And then you got guys like OG who's kind of at a down year. And then guys who it's like, I don't really know what to make with like a Kogi and Bogdanovich. It's like, I don't know what to expect from those guys.
0: I think it would be really cool if there was like a couple ISO plays back and forth where it was like Mitchell on Simmons. <laughs> just to, just for really you, know,
1: the... <laughs> you know Ben Simmons is definitely going to be defending Donovan Mitchell at some point and just taking it to him.
0: That would be so cool. Um of course these this game usually breaks down into the all-star game format a lot sooner. Uh you know, the past couple years it's turned into like an alley oop contest. So Well it's also like a weird college
1: game, right? Because like a lot of these guys like have only been out of college for like a year or two there's a lot like a lot of these guys are like one and duns.
0: like a college all-stars so, game pretty much
1: yeah exactly it, it just sometimes it has like kind of a weird feel this is like uh like three years ago there was like it was almost like a duke kentucky team versus like team world it was really weird i think it was like the the oka four year
0: yeah yeah the uh, the, uh, skills challenge that we briefly mentioned is, you know, obviously sponsored by Taco Bell, a nice co-sponsor of our podcast, but, uh, you know, it's where they they take the bigs and the smalls and they run them through the dribble course, the passing course, and then the shooting drill, and of course it's all based on speed, usually comes down to somebody misses one of those bounce passes or the three-point shot, uh, last year was super cool because he had, like, Embiid and, like, uh, I think, like, IT4 played last year and, like, a bunch of other guys. So it was really cool. Uh, this year, we've got a good mix of young talent and, like, Mike Conley for some reason. We got Conley, Doncic, Darren <laughs> he's Fox. Just there to,
1: he's just there to really <laughs> raise his draft, uh, his trade value.
0: Yeah, so, so Conley, Doncic, Fox, Jokic, Kuzma, Tatum, Vucevic, and Trae Young. So, uh, Vucevic is kind of making the rounds here. Kind of surprised kinda. by that. It's like nobody cares about Orlando, and he's in two <laughs> contests. I well, think it's cool Trae Young's in this event, though. Like I think that's a good pick.
1: I think he had to. I think him and John Collins have also kind of been you know, doing a lot here on the uh, – more events side of the All-Star?
0: So, now, is, is the... your, do,
1: do they still play the skills as, like, a Smalls versus Bigs in the final? Like, is there, like, a Smalls bracket and, like, a Bigs bracket, and then the winner of each?
0: I believe so. Each
1: other? All right, so who do you think's coming out with from this? Is Luka a small?
0: I think right, Luka's so a Jokic, big.
1: Kuzma, Vucevic, and, yeah, I guess those would be your... So, Conley, Fox... Is Tatum a small?
0: I'm not sure if Tatum or Luka is bigger. Oh, well, either way, one of them's a small and one of them's a big, and I hope that's how it goes down in between. That'd be kind of cool. I think, I think like, Trey Young versus, like, Jokic would be hilarious, though. <laughs> it's like the super small skinny guy versus, like, 300 pounds hero. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If Trey Young uh, and Luca end up being like coming in the the smalls like bracket or something, or like if Luca gets characterized as a big and it's Luca Trey Young, how hype is that gonna be?
0: Who won the trade? <laughs> <laughs> so surprisingly, <laughs> in the three point contest. Trey Young is not in the three point contest. But the current roster that's actually maybe more hype than the dunk contest.
1: It's not one of the better years but it's it's definitely a pretty solid
0: so we got devin booker contest. we got seth and steph curry uh Ooh. danny green homecoming joe harris buddy healed lillard middleton dirk and kemba so it's gonna be good do you think Danny? do you think
1: danny green is in this because it's in charlotte and he played for chapel hill
0: I feel like Danny Green's like, been in a three-point contest before. Huh. He He's like kind 12. of a weird
1: guy. He's kind of a weird guy in this. Because obviously Dirk is doing it for last year. Kemba, you know, Charlotte, Curry Brothers, Booker makes sense. Green makes sense. Lillard makes sense. I'm kind of surprised by Buddy Heald a little bit.
0: Oh, no. Buddy Heald's been really good this year. Most improved player talk. Buddy Heald right now. I know, but it's he's
1: like kind of in this mix because you don't really think of him as like a go-to three guy. Are you kidding me? I I, make, I don't consider him to be like a <laughs> spot-up shooter kind of type.
0: So, so then we get to
1: uh, the the almighty dunk contest. The
0: almighty dunk contest. So, you know, obviously I they need to a, spice this up somehow.
1: We gotta have a hometown kid.
0: Yeah, hometown hero, uh, John Collins. No, I'm just kidding. Hometown hero, uh, now New York Nick, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., with special guest appearance by Vince Carter of UNC <laughs> fame. Uh, and then we have Miles Bridges, a uh, current Hornet, pretty good in game dunker. John Collins, also a pretty good in game dunker, but he's kind of tall, so it doesn't look as crazy. And then you got uh, do DeLalo from... Dark Horse. He's my Dark Horse. I'd love to see Dennis win, but I think it's going to be a big... Dude, I would
1: love to see (laughs) DSJ. I don't know, DeLalo's just so... Like, he gets way up there. I forget which game I was watching. Uh, And he had, like, an in-game talk, and I was like, man, this guy got a little too high. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I thought he was going to pass, like, over the rim. So, he's my dark horse. It'd be nice to see Dennis win it, though.
0: Yeah, I think last year when it was, like, him and Donovan, and they, like, it was, like, uh, Dennis kind of got snubbed here a little bit. but like Yeah,
1: I'm really hoping that they stop doing just two rounds, and they do, like, uh, you know, eliminate one guy around so you get that extra round in there. Yeah. Because it sucks when they just go from, like, four guys
0: to two guys. It it doesn't, yeah, it feels... Unbalanced. Speaking of unbalanced, uh, the trade deadline happened, of course, this week, <laughs> and a lot of things unbalanced the balance of power in the NBA. Most notably, and kind of old news now, uh, Anthony Davis uh, didn't end up going anywhere. He is still in New Orleans and playing games for them.
1: Yeah, how many? What did he put up yesterday? Like, Thirty points and three quarters.
0: Yeah, So he's not pumping the gas anytime soon. Uh, kind of interesting. Interesting strategy wise by the Pelicans front office. It's like okay, so this means they think they can get a better deal than the Lakers can offer right now.
1: And then the Lakers like, two thousand seventeen starting lineup and picks, and the shedding of the Solomon Hill contract.
0: Yeah. That whole kind of behind-the-scenes drama behind that's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see what they end up for with him now. It's going to be like, oh, did they actually miss out on five players and four picks?
1: (laughs) So by not taking the Lakers deal, what do you think the Pelicans are actually looking for? Are they looking for like an all-star, like an all-NBA kind of guy? Because that's the only thing that, you know, would make sense to turn down the offer?
0: So some of the problems I saw with the offer, and this is probably the most valid criticism I've seen, was trading five players for one player means that they are way over roster spots, so then, then they have to move all the other guys they have. Uh, and it sounds to me like they weren't getting a ton of great offers for that, except Miritich, that's now a buck. So... Um, It's yeah. It, it, I think that was part of their issue was is they they, you know, especially like someone like Lonzo, when they have Drew already. Like, well, do we need Lonzo? No. Is he gonna play here? No. So we got to flip Lonzo now.
1: I don't know. Lonzo and Drew Holiday could probably play with each other because you can just move. Like Drew Holiday's a two guard.
0: Right, but Lonzo came out and said he wasn't gonna go to New Orleans. Right, or that was his dad that said that. So. Well,
1: who gives a shit? Like. <laughs> if he plays better, then he can pick where he wants to get like uh like he's not good enough to dictate where he should go.
0: Well I think it's a lot easier to move him in a group than it is solo right now, just cause he's not quite there yet. So I think that was part of their issue was is then they get all these people and then they're basically trying to you know, parcel out this huge package of players they got with their old players to get more picks somehow. But then you're like trying to get first rounders for like Drew plus Kuzma.
1: I don't know. I don't know if that's really an issue because I'm pretty sure they could have just talked the Lakers into, yeah, we'll take all those guys and then we'll give you some of our guys kind of thing just to even out the roster spots. Like this seems like a very solvable problem. Of oh the Pelicans have too many guys like just just add more guys into the trade with Anthony Davis like the Lakers don't care they just want Anthony Davis
0: yeah hey, didn't Drew they don't Holliday mind taking all... they don't mind yeah
1: well like they don't mind taking like an Alfred Payton or like an E'Twaun Moore like who cares
0: like if, uh, if it was me I would have been like let's put Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill together and we'll take 10 of your Lakers players.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it, it just seemed like a very global problem of Oh no, we're going to have more than 15 guys on the roster.
0: At the same time and in a more tragic Bronson situation, uh, John Wall tore his Achilles at home uh, and is now the worst thing to have happened to a franchise in the past 15 years.
1: Uh, Gilbert Arenas is still a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it's... significantly worse. They actually had playoff like hopes with that guy.
0: And it's not a Greg Oden, but it's still pretty bad. I mean, this guy. So I was trying to read into the medical side of it, and it sounds like when he had surgery, uh forget where i don't think he had surgery on his achilles but something next to it there's a small chance that the part of that area can get infected and then it infects the tendon or the ligament next to it and you can't really track it like once it's done because you're still moving around okay but structurally it's like it's basically hollowed out Uh, so then if you, you know, just bend down funky one day, it just pops, and then you're, like, fucked. So, uh, that's what happened to John Wall. Uh. Is
1: John Wall an idiot, though? I feel like he should have learned after this whole Derrick Rose saga. Like, his game is, I mean, it's not Derrick Rose, but it is kind of in that mold of just us just, you know, explosively fast point guard. And it doesn't seem like he really learned the Derek Rose lessons.
0: Maybe. I mean, you know, at least Rose nowadays shoots threes and has changed his form a lot for running and things like that in his training. Yeah,
1: and like John Wall should have learned those types of things.
0: John Wall always he, comes in like 10 pounds overweight. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, he picked up like the worst habits of Derek Rose in CP3. Yeah,
0: pretty much. And uh, now he's making like $200,000 or $200 million over the next three years or something. So
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. the Wizards oh are fucked. God. Oh, man. What do we make of the post-LeBron, soon-to-be-bloodbath landscape in the East after this mega day of trading?
0: So the East is now just wild. Uh, Vegas odds have changed drastically, and now it's like... Boston, Philly, Toronto, and Milwaukee all have equal odds to win The Eastern title
1: Have, have we achieved East-West parity If you take out Golden State So like the, the four teams in the East And let's take the Top four teams in the West After Golden
0: State Even? I think the East is better I think those top four in the East are oh. slightly better Oh wow
1: Who do you like in terms of beating Golden State for the title? Somebody out of the West or somebody out of the East?
0: My strategy would be try and knock them out in like the first round or the second round and get them by surprise before they're like totally in playoff shape, because we've seen this historically from them in the past, where it's like the first they've pretty much always been the one seed, but that eighth seed like. Usually sneaks a game or two on them because they aren't, they aren't have all their communication together, they don't have their sets all the way together. It feels like just feels like they aren't like peak Golden State yet, peak playoff. Yeah, but now they got,
1: but now they got Boogie, and Boogie's never playing the playoffs, so Boogie's ready.
0: He could be, he could be, but uh... Boogie might just win the first round by himself. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I mean, depending on the matchup, right. Like, versus yeah, if the it's Lakers. the Kings,
1: if it's the Kings or the Lakers, Boogie might be able to beat up the Lakers because outside of Tyson Chandler, they're not very good at defending the rim, and Boogie is—he's got a shot, like just pure shooting. Golden State like probably shoots the Lakers out of the gym.
0: I think your best chances to be Golden State right now. Is probably. Or Milwaukee in the East. And in the West, I think you're right. I think it's OKC. Not Boston. I'm I'm only concerned about Boston. Are you surprised that Boston didn't make any moves? Actually, yeah. Uh, That's part of it. Part of it, too, is they seem just so inconsistent. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe they buckle up for the playoffs. Maybe they don't. But... It
1: seems like they figured it out, and then you watch the Lakers beat them, and then you're like, "Oh, I guess they haven't figured it out."
0: Yeah, it's like they show flashes of clicking like they used to. They play Golden State like toe to toe,
1: and then they have like a 15 point lead on the Lakers and blow it. And it, I, I just I don't know what to make of it.
0: Yeah, let's. I think part of it, it's it's got to be the hardest job in the NBA to like manage the minutes of those players because they're all like proven to be good now
1: yeah but none of them really have egos outside of like Kyrie and Marcus Smart like like job is far harder right because they're all great shooters
0: outside yeah, of you have such a lot like you gotta jam. manage shots like think about like that Lakers game from the other night it was like Kyrie was just missing like pretty bad for most of the game. They put in Rogier and Rogier just like kicked ass for 10 minutes. It's like, well, Rogier's doing pretty good. Do I play the hot hand or do I play like?
1: Yeah, they want Kyrie down the stretch.
0: Yeah. Which I think was the right call down the stretch. But at the same time, it's like with that team, I, if it was me, I'd almost just play the hot hand every night because you like, your bench is still really good. You know, they have like a good amount of depth. They give you different looks. Or it's like, you know, Philly or Toronto or Milwaukee. It's like, yeah, I'm going to play my starters at the end of games. Like, there's no question about it. So
1: the other weird thing with the East is that they've all essentially gone in to try and cash in the championship this year. Right? Boston has Kyrie, who's a free agent on July 1st philly went with jimmy butler and tobias harris toronto is Kawhi. milwaukee is chris middleton all those guys are free agents in the summer like all like the whoever wins the east might not be able to win it again next year if one of their guys leaves
0: yeah it's crazy so
1: this, this is pretty it's pretty hard to figure out who's gonna win in the east
0: they all doubled down on winning which is
1: because everybody's been talking about like, oh, we'll just wait out the Warriors. Yeah, especially like a team like Philly.
0: It Actually, seems yeah, likely they talk waited about out LeBron. That. It's like, oh, yeah, LeBron's let's, gone.
1: <laughs> let's talk about Philly. What? What the fuck happened?
0: All right. So step one was Tobias Harris, who is a free agent, like in a few months. But people assume Tobias is going to stay right now.
1: I mean I think he has to otherwise you just traded away like three guys, right? Muscala, Shamet, and Wilson Chandler.
0: I, I I feel like Philly could still get bounced like early though somehow. Like
1: Like they traded away their bench to pick up Tobias Harris, whom could just walk away in four
0: months. Right, but then they traded away their bench warmer for Jonathan Simmons and
1: <laughs> Yeah, the Fultz era comes to an end.
0: Honestly, that like I think that's an amazing deal. Like, you still got a first round pick. You got Jonathan Simmons, who I think he's coming off like a broken hand or something, but he was Kawhi Junior for the Spurs. Like, you know, he won a game against Golden State as being like the primary offensive weapon, which is like fucking insane. Uh, and he's, he's like, definitely
1: yeah, he's think, a good like yeah. perimeter defender.
0: Yeah, they need another perimeter guy to like fill in for Jimmy when he's on the bench, or Tobias when he's on the bench, or JJ Reddick's on the floor. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now
1: you have Simmons. Simmons and like synergy.
0: Yeah, y- you know you got the confusion sy- sy- synergy there. Um, is Fultz a bust?
1: Did this trade signal that Fultz is a bust?
0: I think it's crazy because Orlando is starving for a point guard. Like they're willing to take such this risk on Fultz who hasn't touched a court in like a year, right? So, I think it's really telling of Orlando's situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the, Orlando's starting five would be like Fultz. Vucevic is an all star. Jonathan Isaacs, Mobamba, Aaron Gordon. Like, this is a weird team.
0: Yeah, and uh, Fournier and Terrence Ross. Both, I thought both of those players were going to go somewhere. Cause, like, you know, Terrence Ross will drop you a 40 randomly, you know? Oh, and um, let's not forget, all in all of this Philly happening, Corey Brewer's 10 day expired.
1: Oh, yeah, to the Kings now, right?
0: Yeah, so he's gone now. Uh,. He was good, though, for those 10 days. But you know, they have Simmons now and Harris, so it's like, we don't really need Corey Brewer. Beaumont's been pretty solid. Team. And James Ennis, yeah. yeah.
1: So They got a lot of wing depth.
0: And Ennis knows how to uh, run to the corner and shoot threes. I mean, that's what he's been doing the past six months. So.
1: I mean, that's what they need. Yeah, yeah. Is this a better Philly team than what it was three days ago?
0: I don't know I'm pretty sure it is But as part of me is like a little Confused now um, Seems like They lost a lot of size Even though they got Boban But like Wilson Chandler was like Kind of your Marcus Morris Size guy You know
1: I mean they're not that small Their starting lineup Is Ben Simmons, JJ So JJ is going to be small it has got 6'4", 6-5 Jimmy Butler is 6-6 So JJ would be like your smallest guy
0: I like their starting lineup a lot better I'm not so certain about their bench Their bench is like just a bunch of wings In a center Like there's no <laughs> There's like not as much like 1-2-3-4-5 you know?
1: uh, McConnell is your one Yeah I guess you don't really have a two That's the problem Fultz would have been like the perfect two guard if you could
0: shoot, I feel like your offensive flow just sucks. Like, if you played your entire bench unit, like, what do you do? <laughs> you know? Uh,
1: McConnell pick and roll with Boban, kick it out to James Ennis for the corner three, and you hope Jonathan Simmons makes a cut every now and again?
0: This is now makes us question Elton Brand for GM of the Year. Yes? No?
1: I can't figure out if he is a good GM. I. I don't know if I like these moves. Like, I don't know if I would trade away all these guys to pick up Tobias Harris who could just walk away in four to five months. Like, Jimmy Butler kind of made sense, but Jimmy Butler has not gelled well with Embiid and Ben Simmons, at least on the court. Like, it it looks a little rough to watch sometimes.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't like that, but I he like should fit their system perfectly but it's like the ego thing is like a problem now which is weird because butler wasn't an ego a guy in chicago until the last year like when did butler turn into like a locker room problem
1: (laughs) i don't know i mean maybe after you taught bobby portis how to punch like
0: (laughs) speaking of punching uh Sonmaker, Maker, the baby taker, is no longer in Milwaukee, he is now part of Detroit, in exchange for Stanley Johnson, who is now part of the Pelicans, in exchange for Miritich, who is now a buck. Uh, so that's pretty interesting, makes a lot of sense to me, Miritich kind of being the bench replacement for Splash Mountain over in Milwaukee land, so that's pretty solid uh i don't think maker was getting a ton of playing time this year anyways because
1: uh just one more thing on this whole philly thing within two years basically philly has traded the number three pick which turned out to be jason tatum into jonathan simmons okay now we can move
0: on to the Bucks. oh it could be jonathan simmons and like jack's kid right like
1: yeah, but the pick they got back was a pick that they originally gave away.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, because when they took uh, when they traded up to get um, Fultz, they gave a pick to Boston, and that pick ended up getting moved around. So it basically, came back to them. So they basically got back a pick they already had.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Murtagh stretch. Do we call him a four?
0: Yeah, he's a four.
1: But he can kind of switch in and out with Brook Lopez like in short spurts. Like, you could theoretically put Miritich at the four and let Splash Mountain <laughs> shoot from outside too and have those guys like kind of double back and forth a lot. Like, yeah, but then interesting.
0: that defense is just so bad because <laughs> you've got two slow white guys on <laughs> lateral defense.
1: Yeah, but you don't need it to work out for like 20 minutes a game. You just need it to be, you know, if you need to get some offense going, that's a good way of getting some offense going. Like in those moments in the playoffs where you're down by 10 and you're just looking for a lineup to get you something going into the fourth quarter, like that's something you might just have to try and just forego the defense a little bit just to try and get back into the game.
0: So then, that brings us to another big white dude that gifts got shipped. Uh, that is Mark Gasol is now in Toronto. Uh, finally, we were right. You know, Marc Gasol finally got moved uh, in exchange for Valanciunas, C.J. Miles, and Delon Wright, which makes sense. Uh, it seems like you know C.J. solid, JV's pretty solid. Delon Wright was kind of getting the short end of the playing time with the logjam of like Siakam and um, OG yeah OG um, what was the other guy's name starts with an N I can't remember it Um, but anyways uh, Marc Gasol strictly better upgrade than JV but they weren't really playing JV end of games usually Um, I think this is more of a specific matchup if we roll back the tape, Mark Gasol has held Joel Embiid to sub 20 points in like every matchup that they've been on. So that's probably why they grabbed him for Embiid and maybe for Aaron, Cousins, Aaron Baines,
1: Al Horford, Aaron Baines, Al Horford. Then I guess maybe Brook Lopez. Like if you're matched up against Milwaukee. Gasol can also shoot threes from the outside. It kind of forces Brook Lopez to kind of drift outside and that allows kind of paint to open up for a guy like Siakam.
0: I like this trade. I think this is uh, pretty good. I, I, like, I, don't, I don't see really a bad side. I, You know, it's crazy to think that uh, a Grizzlies team doesn't have Gasol anymore, but... It's
1: the first time in their history of Memphis Grizzlies history that there's not a Gasol brother on the roster.
0: And then we go to Washington and Chicago. Both teams out of luck right now. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if it's out of luck.
1: I think they've been the masterminds of their own destruction.
0: Ribari and Bobby have been switched over to the better thugs in Washington for Otto Porter and marquise morris one of the whatever morris yeah, I, twins there
1: whatever one's not the one in boston
0: yeah it's not marcus is in boston so it's okay so this is marquise yeah marquise yeah uh makes a lot of sense to me washington trying to i think blow it up without blowing it up all the way
1: yeah this just feels weird it's uh... I mean, clearly, Otto Porter was a lot on the money side of things, but this seems like a weird kind of reboot the roster. Like, Portland, we've kind of seen it for the last few years since LMA left, where they've kind of done this retooling of the roster without really, you know, blowing it to pieces. And it feels like Washington is trying to do that again, do that, but this doesn't feel like the right move. Like, Why would would they want Jabari?
0: I don't know. I feel like Jabari really has been a flop. Uh, Minus that very first year in Milwaukee for like six months. Yeah, like Jabari and Okafor and Bobby's all right. Like, okay, I can get behind the Bobby part of that.
1: Really? in with that locker room of Dwight Howard and John Wall, you you want to throw in Bobby Portis?
0: I mean, the Wizards have to uphold like a thug a cancerous locker room setting and what better way to do that than Bobby Jabari wall Beal a Marcus well I guess they got rid of him or Morris twin uh, but uh, speaking of thugs uh, Portland has snatched on to Rodney Hood from the Cavs in an effort to try and find a three guard slash wing to actually give them some sort of offense I think this makes this, perfect sense. I uh,
1: yeah, this might be a good like playoff move.
0: Cuz they also Hood's have real Seth cheap Curry. right now. Yeah.
1: Well, we also have Seth Curry, right?
0: Seth's so like a 2 though.
1: Yeah, but I mean, Seth uh Rodney Hood and is it Evan Turner?
0: Evan Turner, yeah.
1: Like that's a pretty solid bench unit to like keep the scoring going. Yeah, I that's think pretty so.
0: Solid. Yeah. I mean, you know, Rodney Hood is either going to give you like 12 points or he's going to give you zero points nothing. for 12 games. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, basically. I don't know. He's a guy I want to see do well. I feel bad for him, but, you know, maybe this will turn things around for him. Uh, speaking of turning things around, his counterpart, Alec Burks, is now a part of the Kings, as is Harrison Barnes mid-game as a part of the Kings. Uh, kind of an interesting deal i thought by sacramento it's like a weird almost win now type idea but yeah are they gunning for the eighth seed because the clippers
1: are basically forfeiting right by shipping out almost all-star to buy Harris.
0: yeah you would think right so so it's
1: basically the kings and the lakers gunning for that eighth spot and <laughs> the kings think they're better this it's is like, fun. This is this the Kings actually—they're better. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, guys. The Kings think they are better than
0: the King. I'm so shocked, really. Like, if I was the Kings, I would have just let the season roll out the way it is. It happens. Yeah. yeah, maybe grab someone in the off season, but it's like, okay, Alec Burks and Harrison Barnes—that's like 25 points a game combined.
1: When I heard the Harrison Barnes, I was like, man, you know what? I bet you they get Trevor Ariza next just to completely confirm that they're, like, going to go take down the Warriors. And I was really looking forward. Like, I I just kept hitting F5, waiting for Trevor Ariza of the Kings to become a thing.
0: Well, the uh, upside now is, now that Harrison Barnes is gone, the Mavericks have no members of their starting lineup left.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Except Luca, obviously.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, feels like a very
1: uh, Cavs kind of move
0: speaking of Cavs former Cavalier Iman Shumpert is now sitting on the three point line waiting for James Harden to throw him passes now
1: yeah but I like it because he can play better defense
0: yeah I think this is a really smart trade too basically flipped James Ennis for Shumpert so I think that's a good (laughs) deal
1: I mean that's what they were looking for right was like a 3 and D kind of guy
0: I think it's nice, like Chris Paul guard defense level backup, you know. Uh, So, speaking of Dallas that we just mentioned, they got Justin Jackson and Zebo.
1: Zebo going to even have a
0: minute on the floor? I was so shocked by the Zebo part of that. I was like, what? Are you serious? (laughs) I thought he was going to retire in Sacramento.
1: I don't think he plays a single minute.
0: Yeah, I think I they think just hate the money for yeah or something. Maybe
1: move in the summer. Justin Jackson's interesting though. And... Yeah, which one is he? Uh, there's there's Justin Jackson, and then the Suns have a Jackson, right?
0: The Jackson Five.
1: Uh, don't the don't the Suns have like a a small forward also named Jackson?
0: Uh, yeah, I thought that was Justin Jackson, but that's not Justin. Justin Jackson is the one from <laughs> Carolina, like the white skinned one.
1: Uh,
0: I think. I right, Google me. I don't know. Man. These
1: these guys are kind of blending in my mind. I got
0: to Google like, this one. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> there's there's this one. There's the one in Phoenix, and then there's like almost half a dozen Miami Heat guys that I'm not sure who they are.
0: Now you have uh who's your point guard on Dallas now? Luca. What? <laughs> you have Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Justin Jackson, Trey Burke, Trey Burke and Porzingis?
1: is uh JJ Barea is he still there?
0: Well, he's injured. Jose was they
1: called? What was they called? One of those guys. JJ Burke. Yeah, okay. Uh yeah, but I mean like Dallas is basically I don't think they're gonna play KP for the rest of the season. Then they're gonna keep him shut down. So this is like a next season is what they're looking forward to. Like they're not making a playoff move here. Otherwise it would have gone after like
0: Mike Conley or Marcusall or something like that. It kinda of seemed weird to me because we thought with the like Wesley Matthews and D S J trades they were like We kind of thought they were tooling up for a win now with Luca, but instead they've moved pieces to not only and secure their playoff run for next year but really secure like a playoff run for like the next three years
1: yeah i mean i I think they basically said we're three four games out of the eighth spot and lebron is coming back to the lakers let's not try and go all in and just to get an eighth spot and get swept by the warriors let's play it a little smarter and figure this, you know, kind of like what Memphis did, right? Where Memphis gave it a real try. And then they were like, uh, yeah, there's no way we're making the playoffs. I think
0: Probably same thing happened, Dallas. Yeah. So another, another movement here. Uh, Ryan Anderson from uh, Phoenix is going to Miami in exchange for Wayne Ellington and Tyler Johnson. Uh, pretty good deal for yeah. Phoenix, really.
1: Yeah, I don't know why Miami does this. Are, are they just trying to make sure they always have, like, three bad contracts on that team.
0: Uh, um, so, t- uh, the Phoenix needed a point guard primary ball handler pretty badly. Uh, Tyler Johnson's a huge contract. Uh, Ryan Anderson's also a huge contract. And Wayne Ellington is a former three-point contest, like, semifinalist. So, uh, seems really good for Phoenix. Uh, really stupid for Miami.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know i don't is pat riley going senile
0: i i don't get this one like i really don't (laughs) this is the most confusing one to me because like miami shouldn't make the playoffs you know they already have um they um, they might make the playoffs they already have kelly Kelly winning though as they're starting white space four you know
1: i mean miami might make the playoffs they're like in the eighth spot and the only teams around like it's gonna be detroit maybe washington and miami gunning for the eighth spot assuming indiana holds on because i think charlotte and brooklyn are both in there so miami detroit washington you got three teams competing for one spot miami might be able to i don't know i don't know what they're doing
0: But now we've got one more trade to deal with that I don't think anybody cares about, but it goes into this Clippers cashing out idea, and that is Avery Bradley's going to Memphis. Um, Wow, this would have made sense like six years ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, are we ever going to hear about Avery Bradley ever again? Nope. Uh, So Wes Matthews is probably going to be out and going to Indy. That
0: yeah, makes sense. Get a Oladipo replacement.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're just trying to hold on to their playoff spot.
0: They blew out the Lakers uh, a couple days ago without Oladipo, which was kind of funny. Yeah,
1: but I think that was just because the Lakers, like, half that team didn't know if they were going to be
0: there. <laughs> True. Um... That's uh, really the only th- trades left uh, because now that the trade deadline is passed, you can only buy up players.
1: Got um, some interesting buyout guys, though.
0: Yeah, so you've got Robin Lopez, his Cantor, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Mark Keefe, and then Mello and Michael Beasley on this list. No one. Real, I think the most valuable guy in there is probably Cantor for a playoff run. Like, if you're like, yeah. Yeah. okay, we want like a ninth man, like, shore up some playoff weakness, probably Cantor. But I could see like one of these teams that's like falling out, like, like Washington. Like, what if Washington picked up Mello? For like $3 million. <laughs> oh
1: my god.
0: Like, you know, somebody's going to pick up Melo, right? Like, you, you don't imagine him not getting bought out.
1: I don't, I don't know anymore. I, I, I think this whole recency bias of Melo being bad has really become like an overarching narrative in the minds of these GMs. Like, I, I think they have forgotten that Melo is like one of the best all-time scores we've had. Like he's certainly like top five score in the last twenty years. But I think the the I don't know, just like the recency of how bad he's been and kind of the I don't want to come off the bench, like the ego problems. I don't think anybody really wants him. Yeah.
0: And anything else you'd like to close us out with?
1: Uh, yeah, I got a couple things. All right, so Jerry West is a pretty damn good GM. He has managed to flip Blake Griffin into, first, Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, and Boban, and then flip that into Zubac, uh a pick that eventually became SGA, Shamit from Philly, and four more picks. That's pretty solid. That's like five like four lottery guys and then Shaman and zubaj and like another peg
0: right now i'd give it like four out of five stars uh but it seems pretty good i mean if you draft well that is potentially like double value right
1: yeah and it keeps them flexible right because now they can open up about almost you know with shedding tobias harris They can have almost $70 million in cap space, which is two max slots.
0: Two max slots for Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant. Uh,
1: Why wasn't Mike Conley moved? Seems like the guy that got left out of the party.
0: I think we might have mentioned this maybe two times ago, but uh, I've heard a thing going around that says that They'd rather ship Marc Gasol before the deadline and then trade Conley in the summer. I don't remember there's some technical reason why for like contract purposes that makes it smarter. But I don't remember the exact money.
1: Um, I think Gasol has like a player option. So he could opt into that, which would kind of screw over the Grizzlies. Whereas Conley's got a longer contract. So that might be the the thinking. Uh, I guess let's close it out with, have you seen Pat Mahomes in the gym balling?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't seen any of these.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you need to go to YouTube and look up Pat Mahomes basketball. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad from the uh, MVP.
0: All right. That that will wrap it up for us on this fantastic Saturday edition. of the heart and the pain podcast of course you can always find us at the links in the description below we love hearing your questions comments and concerns uh, you can send us to those an email or in the comments or however you'd like it and be sure to like comment and subscribe for more investigative journalism and transformative content here and we will catch you all guys next time